Today, we are coming to you from the Texas Auto Body Trade Show. We are talking with Logan Payne of Payne & Sons. Uh, They are a body shop out in Texas. He and Danny Gredenberg did a talk at the Texas Auto Body Trade Show on the importance of adhering to OEM procedures. So we're going to talk with Logan today and see what they chatted about. Welcome to Body Bangin', your podcast for all things body. Auto body, that is. And now, introducing Body Bangin's host, Mickey Woods of Mickey Woods Marketing. Mickey is a former auto collision center owner and is now a marketing and business development expert to shops across the globe. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Body Bangin' Podcast. So quick note, just to remind you, make sure if you are watching this on YouTube that you subscribe. And if you want to be notified every time a new episode drops, hit that notification bell. And then also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, if you follow us, then it will also give you a pop-up on your phone to remind you so you don't miss any of our episodes. So today is a fun day. We are coming to you from the Texas Auto Body Trade Show put on by, well, I think a few different people, organizations put this on, but um, the Auto Body Association of Texas. Thank you guys so much for having me. We are going to do a little series. So the next few episodes, you'll be hearing from some of the speakers at the event. And this event is awesome. There are like over a thousand people there. All the classes are sold out. And we have one of the speakers who spoke this morning, Mr. Logan Payne of Payne & Sons. Hi, Logan. Good morning. Good morning. So Logan did a session with Danny Gredenberg today, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So quick background on Logan. So Logan is the third generation. He's not the pain. He's not the sons. He's the grandson, which is really cool. And he's the VP. They have two locations out there in Texas, kicking butt. And he and Danny today, I'll read the title, was Repair Planning, a Breakdown of the Importance of Adhering to OEM Repair Information. And Logan, I feel like that's super important right now. So many shops. I feel like it's like split. Like shops are either like um, all about OE procedures or like... like It's kind of like this, this like really passionate piece or we kind of disregard it for the most part. How, how, what are you seeing like on your side? I'd say that's pretty accurate. Um, yeah, they're, they're either, uh, you know... The, the OEM procedures are either a shop's Bible or they don't even know about it at all. So, right. Yeah. yeah. So I would assume you guys, do you have any DRPs there? Uh, we don't. No, ma'am. Okay. So I would assume so. Uh, now, can you share with us, like, what did you feel like? Uh, and this isn't going to be a super long interview. These these episodes are a little bit shorter than normal. So we'll we'll get right to it. What do you feel like was the biggest like point or the biggest kind of aha moment for the people in the room? Any like big thing that stood out? And he has no idea what I'm going to ask him. <laughs> so God bless you, Logan. He didn't know what he was getting into today. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing my best. Uh, yes. um, you know, I think, I think the, the biggest uh, eye opener for a lot of the people in the class today were you don't let the technicians write the sheet. You know, mm. I think it's pretty common for 
a lot of uh, shop owners or shop managers to hire estimators, but only, you know, those estimators are really only data entry people because the technicians are the ones telling them how they're going to fix the car, how much they want to fix the car, what's going to be repaired, what's going to be replaced. Whereas the estimator's job or repair, repair planner's job, whatever you want to refer to them in your shop, is the mm -hmm. one that needs to be knowledgeable enough to determine, you know, what panels can be repaired, what panels can be replaced, and how to do so. Yeah, that's, that is a good point. It kind of reminds me of, I work a lot with dealerships. And uh, because I work with body shops and when they've got the dealership relationship and, you know, service writers are notorious for that. Like they don't really know what it takes to service anything. It's all they do is intake and then they refer to like the service guys, the technicians sure. in the back. Mm -hmm. And I do see body shops because especially when they had to pare down after COVID um, and it's hard to find talent and that kind of thing. They do shift that responsibility over to the techs. So what are what is your recommendation? What, what what were you and Danny kind of pushing for? Well, my recommendation, and I don't know that we got to it in that class, has always been you've got to divide that up. Like um, traditionally, an estimator was a cradle to grave. Like you handled the customer, you handled the insurance company, you handled the estimate, the repair process, everything. My recommendation has always been there's got to be a front office person to deal with your your clients and, and all the, the ton of admin work that goes into uh, just making sure the client has a pleasant experience. And then you hire um, uh, more knowledgeable or train more knowledgeable people to actually handle the estimate portion and deal with the insurance company and all that kind of stuff. So my recommendation is always break that responsibility up. That way you don't have to depend on somebody to not only keep your customer informed and, and keep them engaged on the process, but also, you know, argue with the technician in some cases and the insurance company and everything else. Right. So what are you guys running into with dealing with insurance companies and writing a very specific OE sheet or whatever you want to call it, repair plan? Well, now that we've been at it for several years, um, there's not a whole lot of resistance. There's still some. But initially when we were, you know, if, if you're starting from ground zero and you're not really following OEM procedures at all or even looking them up or reviewing them, the road is pretty rocky at first. Um, yeah. You know, back five years ago, like you're trying to not only figure out the OEM procedures yourself, but now you've got to put it in an estimate form and you've got to explain it to somebody else and you're not 100% sure what you're doing yet. I mean, that's mm -hmm. when we first started off, it was pretty, it was pretty rocky trying to find the middle ground of, of how to, how to do it, how to get it on the estimate, how to get it paid for, etc. Right, right. So what's your suggestion for for like the people in the classroom today, what what was the big push? Was it like why or was it how? What was the what was the main message there? I think the biggest push is just get started. Hmm. You know, a lot of people um, are scared to just take the first step, so just implement the small changes one at a time and at least start making progress. I'm going to interrupt this podcast for just one quick second. Because a lot of people wonder, Mickey, what is it that you even do <laughs> besides host a podcast? Well, I do marketing. And really the biggest thing that I do is help you drive more traffic 
to your business. And not even just more traffic, but consistent traffic to your business. As a former shop owner, I know how important that is. So if that's something you're interested in, or you just want to talk about marketing or developing your business in general, feel free to reach out. You can visit collisioncentermarketing.com. There's a calendar on there and you can just book a time that works for you and we'll set up a phone call. Or you can email or call me and my notes are down in the description of this episode. But I hope to hear from you. I'd love to help you build your business. But in the meantime, you better get back to this podcast because it's really good. Okay, so where would... The, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. <laughs> so for a shop that doesn't know where to begin, where do you recommend that they begin? Because we've got a lot of shops using all different types of platforms to get the procedures. Uh, you know, So we've got like people using... I won't name the platforms, but certain platforms to pull procedures... Uh, do you recommend that they use other platforms or go directly to the manufacturer to get uh, repair procedures? What are Where do they start? What do you feel like a good starting point would be? Well, I think there's several great companies out there. And I think it's going to take a multitude of several just to kind of get your, your mind around it. Like um, the company that opened my eyes into what I was doing wrong was a company called Collision Hub. I mean, mm-hmm. they were down to earth people. They told me what I was doing wrong. They helped me not only um, kind of change our SOPs at the shop, but they also helped me learn how to develop an estimate, how to explain it, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I've used, utilized all data because it's a very mm-hmm. easy company to, um, or they have a very easy program to yeah. sit through because everything's the same. Right. We just partnered with a company called. Um, Repair Logic, which I believe mm-hmm. is an OEC company, yep, um, basically has taken what all data started and made it, you know, even a little bit easier to uh, just get all the information in one click versus going in a bunch of different directions. So, yeah. and I think um, me personally, I use all of them because mm-hmm. not all of my guys learn the same way. True. And, not all of my guys are, you know, it's not the same people. So I don't think you can just have one program for everybody in one shop. So yeah, that's interesting. All, all. And yeah. then obviously the, the OEM websites on, you know, when we actually get into the repair process of the car, we access those repair uh, manuals from the manufacturer because most of our brands were certified in. So we have mm-hmm. access to those websites. Right. You no, know, so. The three I mentioned prior are for just kind of getting the estimate to estimate together. Mm-hmm. And then when we go to repair the car, we always double check and make sure that those repair procedures match what's in the OEM manual. It's yeah. definitely easy to get it from the other consol you know, the companies that are consolidating it. Right. But we always want to verify that the information we got from them is the same as what's in the manufacturer. Exactly. Yeah. Cause manufacturers change so rapidly and these companies just don't can't keep up sometimes with how quickly they change. It's crazy. I was interviewing um, Jame Rodas and Andy Hubwell, and they do ADAS calibrations. Mm-hmm. And they they were telling me that it's like within a year, it's like hundreds of thousands of changes, something crazy like that, that the manufacturers make procedure changes. So like if you're not going directly to the manufacturer's repair procedures, you could be totally missing something. And by the time these other companies get a hold of that data, sometimes it's a month, six months old, you know, you don't know. So I like the fact that you guys are double checking. Not that you needed my approval on that. 
<laughs> yeah. So I assume you talked and, uh, and we'll wrap it up after this. I know you got a, a busy crowd over there. You got a lot of people and a lot of cool other classes too to attend today. So for the people in the room that aren't repairing vehicles per the OE specifications, what would be the sell on that? Like why, what is the big push? Because there are a lot of shops that have DRP relationships or get the feedback from the insurance company. And the insurance company wants to tell the shop how it should be fixed based off of what they're going to pay for. How how did you guys frame it in your seminar today? Or did you even talk about like why? Why go through the extra effort? Why go through the pushback? Why go through the pain of learning how to do it this new way like you guys did five years ago? Well, we didn't get into that um, in the in the seminar. But I mean... The push I would make is if you're going to, you know, consider yourself a professional collision center and maintain your reputation and and quality for the years to come, you, you need to get involved with it now because, I mean, the people that are not accessing OEM repair procedures are probably the ones struggling the most just to fix the car that they've always, you know, the way that they've always fixed it. You know, right. You know, you hear all the time, well, we put this together and all of a sudden these codes came up and we couldn't figure that out. We chased mm. this gremlin or that gremlin or we we couldn't, uh, you know, Danny showed a picture of a uh, of a Honda Ridgeline in the, in the class today where, um, you know, the shop started taking some panels apart. And next thing you know, the truck is a complete skeleton and they're wow. like married to this truck now because they've got it all apart. <laughs> And, um, you know, whereas they, if they would have accessed the OEM repair procedures, they could have seen, you know, based off the initial impact, how far this repair was going to go into that truck. Right. And they could have totaled it and moved it on down the road. Right. You know, months uh, before. Yeah. Good point. Before. And aside from that, I mean, there's major liabilities by not adhering to them. I mean, we're here in Texas. I mean, everybody in Texas pretty much knows about the John Eagle case mm -hmm. and the million or however many millions of dollars it settled for. Yeah. That story has been told a million times. Uh, but, you know, the liabilities there, the exposures there, the cars are getting more advanced. They're going to get harder to fix. So if you don't stay in tune with what the manufacturers are doing to um, not only manufacture those cars, but also manufacture the procedures to fix them. Yeah. You're going to fall further and further behind until you really don't, you can't fix cars anymore. You're going right. To find yeah. Good point. I mean, we're supposed to be the specialists, right? We're the professionals. So if we're not continuing our education, which I feel like that's a big piece of it is being educated and how you're educated. You know, if you go into a class, how are you going to be educated if you don't listen to the teacher and read the book? Not just by being there, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. So you can't keep practicing the same old methods and expect to be moving forward. So I totally appreciate that sentiment. And especially with how advanced vehicles are today. I mean, I just got a new car the other day. And it's like, even from three years ago, when I leased my last one, like, wow, what? Now it's got what? Like, you know, it just keeps... It well, just I have keeps... been 10 years, you know? Well, oh my I gosh, I know. Yeah. yeah, crazy. Well, Logan, I really appreciate you coming on and letting... <laughs> letting me surprise you with questions <laughs> and being a gamer. If you guys want to check out Logan or if you have any questions about potentially his session that he was in, I'll put his 
information in the show notes below. And if you guys are available, um, the Texas Auto Body Trade Show is every year, typically in August. So make sure that you set your calendars so you can make sure to attend in 2024 if you weren't able to be there in 2023. So thanks, Logan, again. And thank you all for listening to today's episode of The Body Banging Podcast. See you next time. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, make sure you hit the subscribe button. We have some incredible topics and guests coming your way you will not want to miss. If you are watching on YouTube and don't want to miss the latest and greatest, you'll want to hit the bell after subscribing so you will get a pop-up each time a video podcast goes live. To our devoted fans... Would you mind paying it forward and sharing this little gem with someone else you think may benefit from it? Much love from all of us here at Body Bangin', all things Autobody.